Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. And as always, I have the lovely Trisha Stetzel here with me. Trisha, what's going on? Hey, Colton. So I see already, I'm going to tease you about this too. I'm going to have to carry the energy today. Come on, Colton. My name is Trisha Stetzel. I'm the owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions, and I am so darn excited to be here today. Our guest is an amazing woman, an amazing visionary, and I can't wait to introduce her. So just so you know, Heather Wedding has three kiddos. They're all active. She's married. She has a degree in journalism, but actually became a pilot for one of the major airlines, which is also amazing as a woman. And from there, uh, with the events of September 11th, she decided to take a different path. She found herself in pharmaceuticals for many years. And Arbonne was introduced to her after the birth of their second child. And it became the vehicle to everything that she had been looking for. Her business allows her to serve people, and she's grateful that the gift has given her family choice. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What a privilege and an honor. I just, I love talking about vision and I love sharing with people that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And so, I love encouraging people to just dig into that and just really to dream about what they want their life to look like and then make that happen. You know, Heather, something I want to point out that I think is so awesome is that you are a legal drug dealer. Legal. That's awesome. Yeah, you're a legal drug dealer. I mean, you could find me with drugs in my trunk at any point in time. (laughs) So I did. I, I spent about 13 years in pharmaceutical sales for a big company and a small company and uh, there were a lot of things I loved about it, but I, I feel like I love my freedom a lot more. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Trisha and I are in the same boat. I love my freedom. Uh, but what I want to ask you, so this is, you know, as a network marketer, so so being with um, with Avon, did I say it correctly? Right? Arbonne. Not Avon. Arbonne. What am I thinking? Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. What is wrong with me today? So Arbonne, being with Arbonne, you know, the network marketing, you're having to sell a product, but also sell yourself. So tell me, and this is, I mean, that's why I like network marketing because it's not just, you know, oh, it's a bad MLM. Uh, No, it's, you actually have to be a good salesperson in order to do it because you have to build a team. You have to do all this stuff. So tell me, because this is great for just networking in general. Tell where do you find people being successful versus not being successful when it comes to, to marketing and networking? You know, I think that there are a couple of things, Colton, that people really need to consider um, if you're in a network marketing type business. The first is you have to be a product of the product. Whatever you're sharing and selling, you have to be a product of the product to be able 
to talk about those things with any kind of passion and excitement. You have to be willing to kind of step outside of your comfort zone as well um, to be able to kind of take things to the next level. You know, we hear the word sales a lot in network marketing and you mentioned sales and being a salesperson. I honestly don't feel like a salesperson. I know, big shocker, right? Because I do sell a lot of product. But what I feel like what I do specifically with Arbonne is my goal is education. I'm educating people on products that I believe have no competitors um, based on our ingredient policy and educating people on how they can build a second stream of income. So yes, at the end of the day, do we sell products? Absolutely. Um, and do I sell myself? For sure. But really what I'm doing is educating people on products that are better than what they're probably already using um, in their homes already on a regular basis and educating people on how they can build something um, bigger than what they might imagine for themselves. Heather, I love that because yeah, even though, like I said, the three of us are in sales, right? So on paper, we're in sales. However, we love what we do. We're passionate about it. So education is a big piece of what all three of us do. But it's also at the end of the day, it's like if you do, let's say you close a sale in air quotes, it's, that's not what it's about. It's about helping people and making sure they're taken care of. And you're a part of that process, right? I, I love that. So no, that, that is, you nailed that out of the park. I love that answer. Awesome. Yep. So Heather, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of people in sales, right, find themselves in a position where they're not successful. So some people are very successful in network marketing and some people are not so successful. And I'm guessing that many come to you and say, what's the secret to success? So how would you answer that question if you've got somebody, whether they're on your team or they decide to be on your team, how do you approach that? So I think at the end of the day, the big secret is there is no secret. You just have to decide what you want and then ultimately what you're willing to work for in whatever your business is. And so I think often people will see, you know, others in any industry and be like, oh, they're so successful. They must have had like a ton of startup money or they must have had a better leader training them or they knew more people. And at the end of the day, if you really look at and talk with and spend any real time with successful people, they all have a couple things in common. The first is they work hard and they work hard when nobody is watching. As entrepreneurs, we don't have a boss, right? We don't have anybody hanging over our shoulder to make sure that we get things done. That's up to us. And every day we have to make a conscious decision to work our business, whatever that looks like for whatever our particular business is. But that also means we have to make decisions about how we're not spending our time. In my business, I feel like anybody can be successful. When people join me, I put a 10 on their head and I say, you can do this. You can go to the top of this company. You can make an incredible income. You can build incredible time freedom into your life, but you have to be coachable. So you have to decide to do the work and then you have to follow people who are already doing what you're doing well, right? I'm not going to spend my time with people that have been in 18 different network marketing companies and have never been successful because it's always about another problem, another person that's causing them to fail, right? At the end of the day, I love what Eric Worre always says is my team, my people, the people that I coach, you're going to succeed or you're going to fail because of you. I'm going to be able to partner with you and link arms with you, encourage you and give you what our system for success is. But at the end of the day, your success is really up to you. It's deciding what you want and then being willing to get to work. And so Heather, I mean, again, fantastic answer. And let, let me, let me ask this here. So 
millennials, right? There's either, there's one side or the other. There's really no in between. You have the one side who is hustling, who is learning about tech or whatever. And they're, they're creating a large sum of wealth at such a young age because they're, they're busting their butts. But then on the other side, you don't have people that they're still living on the, their parents' couch, right? So tell me someone like you, whose husband is traveling constantly because he's, he's still a pilot. You know, you have a newborn, you're a mom, you're creating this business. How do you find time and, and really what drives you to just continue to go out and bust it and, and do what you just said, building a team and, and finding new clients? Well, I think a big part of that, Colton, is how I was raised. I was raised to work hard, that nothing in life um, should be expected. It should be earned and worked for. And I think, you know, when you look at millennials and the difference between the millennials, like you said, building wealth right out of the gate out of high school or even in high school versus the millennial that's, you know, not a millennial anymore and they're now 35, still living on their parents' couch, is really just that grit and determination to build something bigger than themselves and to be willing to do the work. You know, I, I always hate using that word lazy, but there are so many people that just, they just aren't willing to do the work when it comes down to it. And I think in building a team and building a business, it's not always easy. And I try to be really honest with people. I think people expect in a lot of different industries that they're going to have success right out of the gate, right? They're going to see fast success and skyrocket to the top. I tell people in Arbonne, Arbonne is not a get rich quick scheme. So if that's what you're looking for, I can't help you. Arbonne is a get rich slow, right? You have to be willing to stay the course. And so for me personally, it always comes back to my vision for what I want for my life and for my family and I don't let other people speak into my life or into my vision um, that I don't have in that inner circle of people nobody has the right to really infringe upon what I want for our life and our family. I want a life where I can have my cake and eat it too. I want to make a great income, but I want to have the flexibility to hop a plane with my free airfare and go somewhere and be able to enjoy it, right? I want to be able um, to show my kids the world. And so I think it comes back for everybody. Um, what's your vision? What do you want out of life? And then what are you willing to do to get there? So really, it sounds like a good vision for most people would be to marry a pilot, first and foremost, right? <laughs> I would say absolutely, because I am married to an amazing man, and uh, I don't know how he puts up with me. But yes, I think that's a great starting place. But if you don't marry a pilot, then I still think it's worth building your dreams so that you can hop on flights and go anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it's it. It's better if you can go first class. I mean, if there's a seat, I'm on it. <laughs> Love it. And that, as you were talking about that and the people that you're surrounding yourself with, Heather, it reminds me of that old adage that the five people you spend the most time with, you become the average of, right? So if you're hanging around with people who are below you or even at the same level as you, where are you going to go? You should be hanging around with people that are better, faster, stronger, smarter than you so that you can grow to be in that right? And then you take the next step and the next step. I love that. I'm guessing that there is some kind of bridging the gap on your team when it comes to generations. You talked a little bit about um, some millennials are out the gate, ready to go. Some millennials, maybe not. I suspect that's happening, happening across all generations. So can you tell us a little bit about how you're bridging the gap with how to get people, how to help them be successful in network marketing from a generational perspective? That's a great question, Trisha, because in Arbonne, we have 
everybody. We have people who are 18 right out of the gate who are earning their free Mercedes, you know, in six months. Um, and then we have 55 year old, you know, men and women that have decided they want another stream of income and retirement. And I can't be all of those things because I'm somewhere in the middle of that gap. And so what I do in my own business is I really encourage people to focus on what their strengths are. So for example, I am not a social media guru. I don't like to be on my phone nonstop. I'm the mom at the beach that forgets to take any pictures because I'm living in the moment. And, you know, although sometimes I have regret because I'm like, oh, I wish we had a picture from that trip. I love that we've got the we've created them. On the other hand, my millennials, I mean, they're documenting, you know, what they ate for lunch last Tuesday, right? We're seeing that on social media. And so that is already part of what they do naturally and they do well. So I always try to meet people where their strengths are, because honestly, I can get better in that social media arena by partnering with people who are better than I am at things like social media, but that is not my biggest strength. So I try to capitalize on my strengths, which are more that belly-to-belly -belly interaction, whether that's in a one-on-one -on -one or sitting down with five people for a dream team. But I'm also encouraging those millennials to, you can post all day long about Arbonne, you know, at the beach with your Arbonne water bottle or whatever that looks like. Um, and I think for people that are even in that next generation past me, um, you know, they do things a lot differently. A lot of them still answer their phone, right? Do you guys answer your phone? I mean, we text, right? I feel like most of us have gotten into that realm, but like my parents, like you text them, they'll call me right so I think a big thing is just meeting people where they're at and helping them see what where their strengths lie and then how they can bridge that into building successful businesses yeah. so let me ask you this we're, we're talking about vision you know with COVID and everything that's recently happened you know that that's kind of messed up some visions just because of you know you're limited to what you can do now so how do you pivot uh, in a time like this to make sure that you continue to strive and accomplish your vision and your goals that you've, you set. I think that you have to be flexible. And I think that's true in any business, Colton, you have to be willing to pivot and the people that will survive in this environment are the people that know that or will learn that, right? They will know that or they will learn that. And so for me and my business, because I am such a belly to belly business builder, it's been a challenge to connect with people through Zoom. It's different when you chat with people over the computer, but it's something that might take a little bit more work, a little bit more practice, but it's essential for growth in my business. I'm not going into homes and doing healthy happy hours right now. Um, I don't know when I'll be doing that again. And I've also learned a lot from this pivot point in the environment we're in because there are a lot of things that I always did belly to belly that I realized I don't need to take two hours out of my day to drive somewhere and do a coffee date when I can do that in 30 minutes in a quick Zoom call. So I think you have to be willing to use what we've got and what we've got now is basically the virtual environment for a lot of our businesses and then to just practice until you're comfortable with it i wasn't super comfortable in the beginning but i'm a lot more comfortable and a lot more successful because it just seems more natural i i love your answers or your answer to that question heather because i have so many people i know a lot of people in network marketing that come to me and say it's just not working I don't know what to do. I need to be in front of people because I sell a product or a particular service where I need to be in front of people and I can't get there and I don't know how. And my answer to them has always been, you have to embrace change, right? You've got to embrace the pivot of 
where we were and where we are today. And you were very articulate at, at, at saying those words behind, you know what, you can't keep doing the same old thing and get the same results, right? Uh, or better results and the results that you're looking for. So I, I'm so excited that you came on the show today. You just uplifted me and I, I know you can't see us because we're only on audio, but nodding heads, lots of <laughs> nodding heads here. <laughs> I think I think Trisha gave an amen too. That was kind of quiet. I don't know if you heard that one, but but <laughs> hey, so so now Heather, I got a totally off the wall question I got to ask you. Okay. Okay. Bring it. If you were if you were to have a pet elephant, what would you name it and why? What would I name it and why? Well, first I would have to get through my three children um, and any of their requests for naming the said pet elephant. Um, the joke in my friend group is that I'm not a pet person, but I am. We have fish that I don't always feed, but we do have fish. <laughs> um, they can live for several days without food. They're fine, really. Um, but if I had a pet elephant, I don't know. I've always really liked the name Murphy. No specific reason, but Murphy seems like a solid pet elephant name murphy the elephant i murphy mean isn't elephant. it's murphy's law right i mean having an elephant whoa I mean, what bad can happen will happen right or whatever the law is no that's great hey that was a good answer and i love how you actually <laughs> your thought process into putting that together i mean that's that that's great so <laughs> I think people surprise you all the time, Colton. You throw these wild questions at them, and they're like, oh, well, of course I've thought about that before. Let me tell you. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So, Heather, don't feel bad about the fish. So, I am a pet person. As a matter of fact, I have three dogs laying in the office with me right now, but we have a fish tank, and I am not responsible for feeding the fish someone else's, because otherwise, they would never get fed. <laughs> All right, so I have the dogs get fed. three kids a lot, right? so I just yeah. don't think I'm ready to bridge into pet ownership with, you know, a traveling husband and three elementary school age kids. Well, and your vision is to show the world to your children, right? So that in itself doesn't include having animals at home right now, right? I mean, I mean I'm happy with pet care for Murphy, so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do you do elephant care? I'm just curious. <laughs> All right, so a semi um a semi serious question. If you're willing to divulge, what generation are you in, Heather? So I think that I'm in that Gen Z generation. I'm early 40s. Um, but I'm kind of, you know, some of the, you know, the things that you'll read will say that I'm a millennial, but clearly I'm really not a millennial. Um, so I'm kind of in that in-between, which I think is a great place to be. Yeah, I feel like the Ys and the Zs got lost somewhere, and now we just go straight from X to Millennial, which is which is perfectly fine. So, do you feel like you um, most identify with a particular generation? You know, I've always considered myself a people person, and so I don't really gravitate towards any one generation or type of person. I have a very diverse friend group and uh, a very diverse business. And so I think that I'm just always excited about partnering with people that are different than I am. I think that a lot of times people want to partner with people that are just like them. And I don't think that that's always healthy. <laughs> it's good to have a little bit of variety, I think, in life and in business. And so I love that I can work um, well with a millennial and I can work well with a you know, with a grandma who's, you know, kind of at that next stage ahead of me in life. Cause I feel like I can learn from both. That's that, uh, 
That's that influencer in her. Uh-huh. Right, Tricia? Right. Yes, sir. You know it, Colton. <laughs> All right. So, Heather, in closing, would you please tell us the name of your business and how someone may contact you if they would like more information uh, about your business or even chat with you about team building? Yes. So um, my business is Arbonne International. We're a global health and wellness company. And so I'm super passionate about sharing um, how people can get healthy, just making simple changes. We've got incredible vegan products. um, So everything is plant powered. Um, And I feel like, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, I'm not a vegan. This isn't for me. I am not a vegan. I will eat a red steak with the best of them. I mean, slightly undercooked is my jam. Um, But I think there's just a lot of small things and small adjustments that people can make uh, to get healthy. And I love that we have an amazing 30-day program that really walks you through. So people want more information. They can always go to my website, which is just heatherwenning.arbon.com. They can call me. I don't know if you share phone numbers in your podcast. Um, Go right ahead. Always call me at 210 392-1077. I'm a San Antonio girl and refuse to give up that number. Um, But I'd love connecting with people. So even if I can help you in any way as you're looking to grow your business or your team, I'm here. That's wonderful. Heather, do me one last favor and spell your name since we only have audio here. Okay. It's Heather, H-E-A-T-H-E-R. And then my last name is Wenning. It's like winning, but with an E. So it's W-E-N-N-I-N-G. Perfect. That's great. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming out today. We appreciated having you. I loved being here. Thank you so much for having me. You you made up for the loss of energy that I had this this afternoon. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to get you some fist sticks, Colton. It seems like you're going to need some fist sticks in your life. Maybe a double. Might be a double fizzy kind of day. (laughs) Double fizzy. Okay. Bring it on. Oh, amazing. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your vision and being a visionary uh, for us today. And this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA, Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.